In this hour, we're going to be talking about holding on to the promises of God, and it's very important that um, everyone that's going to hold on to the promises of God, that they stay in the Word of God. So if there's anyone that want to call in, the call-in number is 347-945-7871. The number again is 347-945-7871. And we're going to have a guest speaker calling in soon. Um, Her name is Dr. Sonia, and she'll be calling in on 347-945-7871. 7871, and we're just going to be on the line, you know, just sharing some of our testimonies 
and, you know, talking about the promises of God and just being thankful. So to God alone is the glory. And when she comes in, you know, um, she's going to come in on the number 347-945-7871. And um, I just want everyone to be encouraged in this hour that God is speaking constantly and revealing himself unto you. Stay in, get in the word of God. Get in the word of God and begin to read it like you've never read it before because it's almost like it's a newness that's coming forth in the scripture, you know, that is even for the time such as now. And so as you get in the word of God, you're going to find some new truths about God. And I'm going to read some of the promises of God for you that you need to hold on to. And this is for those who are dealing with financial issues. The promises of God dealing with the finances. Uh, We're going to read Psalm 37, verse 25. It says, I have been young and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And that's Psalm 37, 25. And then we're going to read another promise of God pertaining to those who might be dealing with financial issues right now. And just let these words encourage you, strengthen you, edify you in this hour. As you read them, it will give you some guidance and just letting you know that God is in your situation. And this promise says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So it's important that your soul prospers because as your soul prospers, then you will prosper and you will be in good health. Okay? And then we have Deuteronomy 28. And then after that, I'm going to introduce you to my caller, my guest that's going to be on the line. Deuteronomy 28, we have verse 2 through 8. And what it says is, and of all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, that thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flock of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Praise be to God. That was Deuteronomy 28, verse 2 through 8. And I see a caller on the line, and um, I'm going to open up the line for my caller to see if they have a testimony that they would like to share. Hi, um, this is a caller on 917. Um, If you have a testimony you'd like to share, you can begin to share your testimony. Praise the Lord. This is Prophetess Sonia calling, 
uh, Prophet Tisha Hamid. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome. I'm glad you were able to call in. Did you want to call in to share your testimony, to share some of your testimony? Absolutely, woman of God. I was calling in to share a brief portion of the testimony, uh, if the Lord would have it be so. And my testimony is concerning healing, a miraculous healing from the Lord, a healing that was a process. It didn't just happen instantaneously, but it was a process. And I'm grateful to God, to God be the glory, for this opportunity to share this healing. I was, actually, um, a prophet had indicated one year, which was a year before last, that I would have a challenge my health, and when I heard the prophecy, it seemed as though it was um, just not likely because I was very, very healthy at the top of my game, as they say, and uh, just not having any health challenges, but because of... Because of? Because of possibly not being in the realm of God and listening to God, I did something that was natural and I just, I, I'm, I was working like a workaholic, working three jobs and not really getting the rest and not getting all the nutrients possibly that I should have had. And the other factor was I think I uh, had a reoccurring injury from um, working out and exercising and things like that. The summation of it was that I eventually, because of stress, being overworked, perhaps airborne uh, germs or whatever, I went into the hospital. In the process of being in the hospital, I I had um, other challenges that I had other diagnoses that were attributed to me, however, I did not receive them. One of the diagnoses um, were cancer, that it was a suspected cancer. And the, the, the miracle of God was they topically confirmed that I had a cancer growth. And then when I had the biopsy, and of course I prayed and had everyone praying, my mom and the church family. And then when I went to take the biopsy, they took the biopsy of the cells. I went back for the results and I waited in turmoil. And then when I went back, the the doctor was apologizing saying that, well, we took the biopsy and you had all the symptoms, but when we put the, the cells under the microscope, something has happened that has never happened before. The cells were dead. The cancer Apolog- cells were dead. The cancer cells were dead. So they were apologizing. I said, listen, I'm not going to sue you or anything. I believe that your diagnosis might have been the way it was. And... Um, but it's supernatural what God did. God, the cells were there. So the evidence was there, but they were dead. And as well, we never seen anything like this. And, 
you know, for the record, um, this has never happened before. That was the first time. Praise Since God. then, it, yes, praise God, hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's all documented in the medical records. It's not something, Prophetess Carmen, that I dreamt. I actually had the needles, the big long needle. I had the biopsy. Since then, that combined with a whole lot of other things that medical people have attributed to me, um, I wound up in a paralytic state. From my neck down, I was paralyzed, mainly from laying in the bed and then from a growth, another growth on the other side of my body. The first one was under my chin and my lip nodes. The second one was on the back of my neck. It was another mass, uh, non-malignant, but it sat right on my spine, so it caused me to be paralyzed. Non-malignant at this time. So I spent that time in the hospital in New York City, five months, five months. Uh, Because I was in um, paralyzed from the neck down, they weren't really able to turn me. So I developed all the hospital uh, type of situations that would happen from having tubes in all parts of my body. So I developed bed sores and, you know, a whole lot of other things. My summation is that God delivered me. It was a process. It was a process of deliverance. And um, there's more to the testimony, but I I want to say to the listeners, it pays to have praying people around you. And the beautiful thing about praying people, praying people always know other praying people. So yeah. it began it began Prophetess Carmen to be a community of praying people that had never even seen my face. And the prayers of the righteous man availeth much. It wasn't instantaneous, it was five months that I was in in a facility. Um I had to learn to um walk. Um the thing was I was laying in a bed with bars up on the side and um, they put you in a room in the rehab facility that I was in with the person who has the same type of ailment. So when they come in, they, they they clean you and do whatever else. The person on the other side of the bed of me was permanently paralyzed. And I remember God saying to me, you're not going to be this way for the rest of your life. And the process for her is that they have the attendants have to come take her out the bed, put her in the wheelchair, take her, wheel her where she has to go, and this is for the rest of her life. I still wasn't able to get out of the bed. I had to be fed, and the bed hoisted up. And then, but my greatest desire was, God, when am I going to get a wheelchair? I didn't desire a car, a house, anything. When am I going to get? a wheelchair, and there's somebody coming to see me. When I wanted to see people so much that if the cleaning man came in to clean the floor, it was like, it was just a joy. Just, I'm telling you about the process. Finally, they told me, if you can sit up on your elbows, we can, you can sit up in the bed, and then you can eat, you can, you can get up, and we can feed you sitting up on your elbows, that process. Finally, after a while, 
I was able to get in a wheelchair. The process of getting in a wheelchair was an attendant, male or female, had to come you up and put you in the wheelchair and do everything for you. You know, my family would come and comb my hair. I was able to move my arms. They had to push me around. The process was, was always able to move my arms. They would take me downstairs to the physical therapy to strengthen my tissues. The process of laying in the bed, I had absolutely no muscle mass. No muscle mass, no arches. Eventually, with physical therapy, I was able to wheel myself. The next process was that I, I, while I was going to being taken down to physical therapy, I kept worrying my doctor and said, when am I going to get on the parallel bars to learn how to walk and to do the exercise? That was a process. And sometimes I would have people come come down, take me down to the therapy room, and I can only go once a day for like two hours. And they say, are you back again? I said, yes, can I come back for the afternoon? So they would let me stay, and then they would throw me out. I was very, very diligent, but it was the prayers and not my diligence. It was the prayers of the righteous men that availed much prophetess Carmen. The rest of the process was um, I went from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to just navigating myself, and when I was released in um, July 27th, I had to walk very slowly. I wasn't able to step up on a curb, and that was the negative things, but the joy of the Lord was my strength. Yes. God visited me, Carmen. I had mental battles because I was taking so many drugs to thin out the blood, to change the chemistry of the blood, and as they say, um, to assist in the, the healing process. But it really was the prayers, and that's my testimony, the prayers of the righteous availeth much, and then on a daily basis. And yes. I just want to finally say, Prophetess Carmen, that it was you that God used. The last mass that showed up was on my leg, and I was dealing with it. It was painful. And I was in the presence of Prophetess Carmen, and she I never said anything. I, I always dealt with the pain. I had pain in my feet, pain in my knees, and the pain of the last mass that God told me was going to come. And then Prophetess Carmen, as we were walking down the street, she said, What is this? What is this mass? God, and to the listeners, it was just a word of knowledge. It was just a prophetic word. And I want to say that the prophetic gift is real. If you're unsure about it, it's real. And then I said, oh, you know, since you passed, I have another mass, but I'm determined not to go back in the hospital. Uh, they can do anything they need to do. They take their biopsies, but I'm not going back in that hospital. And then Prophetess Common audience spoke a word. <laughs> And immediately the pain left, and within an hour, the whole the whole mass had leveled off to just a spot on my leg. Now it's just a spot on Hallelujah. my leg. To God be the glory. So I this, I would like to conclude. There's more to it, but I'd like to conclude to say that the prophetic word is real. The sexual fervent prayer. Of the righteous man or woman availeth much, and and if you seek the Lord and seek His kingdom, God 
God's word is true. If you have faith, it's not even anything that's bad. His mercy is for is forever. His mercy is good and endure to all generations, as it says well, in praise the Psalms. Prophet uh, Sonia, praise yes. be to God. That was such an awesome praise testimony. Praise be to God. Now praise be to God alone, be glory. Because as you know, which is servant. You know yes, we. Lord. All we can do is just be obedient and yield unto his word and yield unto his call and just serve and be serving in love because that's yes. most important, loving, because you can serve in so many fashions and not be able to bring a deliverance. But when you're able to give and serve in love, that's what yes. God is to do. That's when miracles can happen. That's when the Holy Spirit can move through us. And that is such a that's such a great testimony, you know, the process that you had to go through and just yes. even knowing the prayers, the fervent prayers of the righteous are heard by God, you know, and it's just believing in his word and believing his prophets, you know, and, and just, just trusting that he's gonna bring you through. And with that I wanted to read from Mark sixteen, verse seventeen and eighteen, it says and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So that's, that's in Mark 16, yes. 17 and 18. Oh, and, yeah, I have it. Yes. And then also in James 5, uh, verse 14 and 15, it says, Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you. Glory. Name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and that's important for every listener out there to know. I mean, if you're going through something, seek God in prayer and also seek for the saints, those who are prayer warriors, intercessors, prophets, so they may pray with you. Pray for you. We need each other, you know, so we pray for each other. Don't feel like anything that you've ever done is too wrong or too mm -hmm. difficult for God to solve. There's no problem that God cannot solve. God is a God of the infinite possibilities. So we need to begin to trust in him in every single thing that we do. If we're feeling sick, if we're lost, if, if we, we, we have financial difficulties, if we have relationship problems, whatever it may be, seek God in prayer and look for people that are equally yoked, believing yes. in the word of God, trusting that Jesus Christ is Lord, that they will pray for you, and that through prayer, through connection and right relationships, you will be delivered. That was an To God be the glory. I thank you, my sister. I thank you for sharing that. And I just see God using you to, to minister and heal and deliver so many people through your testimony. I see God really doing a great work, you know, and continuously strengthening you, even in your body. So to God be the glory. I thank yes. you for calling in, and yes. I look forward to you um, 
sharing more, even about your nutrition, you know, because I understand that you're a nutritionist guru now and that That's you've right. learned a lot of things about how to take care of yourself and right. how to keep your body strong. So I look forward to us having that on the next show. So mm-hmm. I thank you for calling in, you know, and sharing that testimony. And I know there's so much more you have to share with the audience. To God be the glory. And um, we're going to end it. We're going to end the show, actually, with another um, song, and it's from Proverbs 4. It says, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So, I mean, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. So let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. That's Proverbs 4, 20, verse 22. And um, I thank you again for sharing your testimony. And um, I, I love everyone. Much love. This is Prophetess Carmen. And remember, the greatest love of all is Jesus Christ. I thank you, and God bless. Amen. Thank you. God bless. God bless. God bless. Thank you very much. God bless you. Okay.